Let's just pray. Lord God, just still our hearts at this moment. Help us to be present in your word. May it speak to us afresh and anew, even if we know it really well. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit be upon us and upon me as I bring my meditations upon your holy word today. I pray this in the power and the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, church, we are in our fourth week on the series, A Call to Pray. Now, you'll notice when, we, when we've been looking at that, sometimes we talk about praying, sometimes we talk about prayer and being called to prayer, but, you know, we are called to pray. We often don't phrase it that way. But it's about the physical attribute of not just this activity that happens out there, but to actually do it, to be called to pray. It has been a wonderful time when we've come earlier than normal to our worship services and had a time of prayer before service, of surrounding this, this worship service in prayer and bringing our petitions, our, our requests to God in prayer, giving thanks as well. And it has been a time that has been... been you know, inspiring for me to see so many people coming and praying. Last week, I was not able to be with you as a church. I was um, at the state meeting called Synod. Uh, a wonderful three-day meeting. Said nobody ever, really, when you talk about three-day meetings. Let me be honest. Three days of, you know, looking at the life and, you know, of the church in, in New South Wales and where it might be heading. And, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a good time. You know, there was, there was worship, there was praise, there was, you know, conversations. There was, uh, you know, not quite so many debates, but, you know, backwards and forwards about ideas, trying to get, you know, where the church is heading forwards. But I want to tell you a story that comes from there. Um, and... Let, 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 me, let me give you a little preface to that story. You know, at, at, at these meetings, it starts with worship, um, and it was the installation of the new moderator, and it was a service of worship. And each day starts with a worship service um, led by various ministers there. And, and at times, we would have times of prayer, and sometimes those times of prayer felt more like um, telling you what to think than actually praying. Have you ever had those um, mini-sermon prayers? You've, you've ever experienced those things? Where, where instead of actually praying, everybody's telling you what to pray without actually getting to pray, praying. Well, you know, and let, let me not be negative here. There, there was one moment where um, the person who was leading us in prayer that day spent five minutes trying to teach us how to do meditation and two minutes actually trying to pray. We missed the point, didn't we? Next to my story, that, you know, just a little bit of framework for you. To my story, I, I, I've over the years struggled with prayer. I don't know, but has anybody ever struggled with prayer? You know, there's a, you know, it's not one that we own up to, you know. So, yes, I've struggled with prayer. Sorry, um, I've struggled with prayer. 
um, when I first became a Christian, I just did not comprehend it, did not understand it. I, I actually had no idea how to do it. And then, you know, my then youth leader at that stage um, suggested I, I, I have a book, which is still on my shelf, of, as, of a way of praying, of, of pausing, stilling yourself, uh, reflecting in God's word and, and coming into a moment of prayer. And I still have that. And I'll still go back to that. But it's out of that framework of, of struggling to pray. And, and what I've been doing recently is I've tried to become more aware when God has been urging me, pushing me, helping me to say, you need to pray now. I don't know whether you've ex ever experienced that, that the, it's just there's, there's a feeling deep inside of you that, that just goes, you've actually got to pray. And you've just got to get up and do that. I was sitting in this meeting with all these people, and I had that feeling that I just, God was just actually saying to me, you've got to pray, not just pray, but you've got to pray for this person. And so I listened to that voice. I listened to God's urging. And it was to pray for the moderator. The moderator was having a little bit of a hard time at that moment, and whatever it was, things that was going on. And um, at that little section, I got up and just said, look, can I just come up? I, I've just been, you know, I've got this feeling. I just need to pray for you. And, and so, we, so I prayed. I just prayed for, for her at that point in time. And I laid my hand on her and just prayed and just, you know, and, and let the words of God just flow through um, into her at that moment. She goes, and she just said to me, you don't know how important that was because I was just feeling really vulnerable and, you know, and not at peace. And, and it's so good that somebody will just come and pray rather than just go off and do their own thing. You know, we, we, we need to be able to pray, not talk about prayer, not to preach about prayer. We've got to pray. We've actually got to do it. So what I'm going to do today is, is explore with you, when are you going to pray? So the, in our series, A Call to Pray, our, our, my topic for today is going to be, when are you going to pray? So, Philippians 4 verses 4 to 7 gives us a little clue about when we are going to pray. And let me put it back up on the screen for you. Um, and you'll notice the screen's a little, looking a little bit bigger and larger and brighter, hopefully. Um, so you should be able to read this. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is, is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, fantastic. So we got it. When do we pray? In every situation. Whenever we're anxious in all those situations, we pray. Easy. Radio? We're done today. So if you got it, we just pray in every situation. Yes? Well, what does it actually mean for us? What does it mean for us to actually bring our prayers, our requests, our petitions to God in every situation? 
In every situation we're anxious. How do we rejoice always? Part of, part of praying is to rejoice. It's not, it's not, to, you know, it's not just about raising your hands or, or, or singing or shouting or whatever, but part of it, that's also prayer. What does it mean for us to pray without ceasing? These are words that we hear and see in the Bible and, and, and we talk about it and we let it flow when we talk about it. But how do we do it? When do we pray without ceasing? When do we pray when we're anxious? As I said, I don't pray nearly as much as I should. Honest answer for you. But I'm continuing to lean into prayer more and more. How honest do you feel today? Do you feel as though you are praying enough? Somebody said, probably not. That's okay. Probably not is probably a good answer, isn't it? It's an honest answer. We probably could have a more full, more rich, more in-depth, more uh, a prayer life that has power, that has presence, that, that just lets us have that connection with God. You know, in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, you know, you know, the, the, gospel, you know, the four Gospels of God, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, and, and then we move into the Acts of the Apostles. So we hear about Jesus, and then we actually see what the early church does through this Acts of the Apostle of how they start spreading the good news of Jesus Christ into all of the world and start planting churches, doing miraculous things, and being imprisoned and, and beaten and all of those horrible things that happen. And yet... There is a phrase that is repeated often and time and time again through the Acts of the Apostle. And it has to do with the way the Apostles behaved. And the little phrase is, they prayed. You know, it repeats 48 times through the Acts of the Apostles. This is something the Apostles did, the believers did. They prayed. The early church... The disciples that followed Jesus learned the patterns of behavior. And, and you know, when, it, when I last preached here, we talked about how Jesus taught those who are listening, the disciples and the crowd, what to do in prayer, in the Lord's Prayer, how to pray that. We learned that. And so he was teaching his disciples, and what they did, they carried that on. And they continued to pray. They recognized that prayer was fundamental. They bathed everything in prayer. They started with prayer. They responded to God's movement in prayer. They, they prayed when things were tough. They prayed when things were great. They, when they were seeking a new direction, they prayed. See, prayer was a normal part of life for the believer in the early church. So let me put up a little slide for you. It's got a question that I'm going to answer with three answers. And the first one will appear on there. But here's the question. When do you normally pray? Now, this is, you know, you might have a fantastic prayer life. Let me just not, before I put this up, um, I, I don't want to assume that your prayer life is not fantastic. If you have a fran fantastic prayer life, come down the front and continue on from my message because I think we mostly 
we don't pray enough. So this is when we normally pray, when it's convenient for us. Now, we tend to pray when the conditions are right, when there's not other things going on, when we, you know, we don't have interferences, whether it's a phone call, a visit, or, you know, work's going on, or we've got something, you know, a family event that's happening, or whatever it might be, we tend to get distracted and we tend not to pray. So if we're meant to pray in all situations, if we're meant to pray continuously, but we only pray when it's convenient, we're missing it, aren't we? By and large, the Western church that we're a part of pray when it's convenient for us. Interestingly, I was reading one of these, um, I was reading a little commentary around uh, about prayer. And, and one of the little points about a church that prays when it's convenient, a really telling kind of thing they said is a church that only prays when it's convenient is when the church calls a prayer meeting, some people turn up. A, prayer, a church that has a prayer at its heart and, and, and whole being is when the church calls a prayer meeting, the church turns up. When we only turn up when it's convenient, when it fits our agenda, we're not praying continuously. So the second time when people normally pray is when we feel guilty. Sometimes prayer is driven by guilt. We feel guilty because we haven't connected with God or, or for some unbeknown reach, and the, the, the pastor out the front of the church is talking about when we should be praying and we should pray more. And we kind of feel guilty because we, we haven't done it or we weren't there or whatever it might be. And so we, we force ourselves into a posture of prayer when we pray and we try and catch up. We try and fit more and more prayer in because we've missed it out. You know, let's fill it up. We've got a quota that we've got to meet and we try and fill it. It's not about trying to meet the quota when we need to pray, when we, when we really are trying to come in and pray. It's about having that connection with God, that relationship with God, that just yearning to pray and have that communication with our Lord and Saviour the creator of all of the world. It's not about clearing our conscience because we haven't paid our prayer dues. It's about relationship with our Saviour. And thirdly, I said there were three things that by and large the church does, people do when we normally pray. And we normally pray when things, when we have troubles, when there are troubles. And it's not a bad thing. You know, when, when life is going hard and, you know, pray. Yes, do that. But it shouldn't be the only time you pray. You know, when, when troubles are brewing, when things aren't going the way, when you're, you're trying to seek, you know, what is happening in your world, you know, there's, there's serious issues going on and you turn to prayer, fantastic. That's amazing. The world turned to prayer when COVID came. 
There were more people praying when the world was in, in dire straits because of a disease than when there we don't. So the world turns to prayer when we need, need God. But when we think we've got it all under control in our own lives, doing our own things, we leave it behind. Instead of having prayer as the last resort, how about we pray before we get into trouble? How about we pray as we are just doing life? Now, these are just three times when we tend to pray normally. And there is one more that we often just pray. You know, when we say grace, we make it a time of prayer. We give thanks for God for the food and we just have, you know, that's probably the most profound time that just changes, you know, if, you, if you've got a family, just changes the family dynamic of just going, this is normalizing prayer and just praying. But it cannot be the only time we pray. It cannot be the only thing we pray. So this kind of brings the question to me, when should we be praying? When should we be praying? What times should we be praying? When to, what times are we moved to pray? So none of those times, you know, praying when we've got time, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that shouldn't be the only way. When we're feeling guilty, yes, God does challenge us and push us and say, hang on, you haven't communicated with me in a while. Yeah, we should pray when that happens. When things are having, you know, problems are happening, yes, we should pray in those times. But when should we pray? As individuals, as church members, as a church? Let me put the first one up. We should pray when we see God moving. Okay? We should pray when we see God moving and acting on our behalf. Prayer is a mighty response to the mighty acts of God. So have you, have, you ever, have you ever experienced God moving in your life? Of things that have happened that, you've, that you, you, you've, you've been seeking for God's guidance and suddenly things unfold? And you go, oh, thanks, God. And just go on our life? Now pray. Pray because God is moving mightily. You know, you know how I was telling you that story about God pushing me, you know, urging me to pray? at that point in time, just that feeling in there, I had been asking God to, to, to help me be more connected. And so just listening and having that on part, you know, God moving, just being more connected allows you to, you know, respond in prayer. Give thanks to God because God is doing a, move, a mighty thing. God is moving. We, we give thanks in prayer. You know, Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. When God is moving, rejoice in prayer. Give thanks to God. The next one I want us to, to kind of look at, times when we should be moved to pray, is when we hear God speaking. See, God's word prompts us to pray. What is your response when you hear God's voice? So God's word is, is, is faithful. God's word to us is faithful. He is still speaking us, to us today. Um, we, we might hear it in a worship song. 
We might hear it, you know, in a message that we have, you know, here, here at church. We might hear it in a book that we read that pushes us and challenges us about God. We might hear it as, God, as, as you're having a conversation with a friend and, and God stirs in you. You might be sitting in a meeting and God stirs you. There might be a word that just comes into your mind. There's a, there's a simple spiritual practice about um, uh, the Kairos circle, the Kairos moment, of, of reflecting on Scripture, of asking God, what, what are you saying to me? And responding, what am I going to do about it? Simple reflective practice on that, that we can reflect upon God's Word and actually knowing that God is going to be there, present, speaking to us, and we, do, we reflect back and we come back. When God is speaking to us, we come back in prayer. God speaks to us about something. Pray, what am I going to do about it? Ask God what I should be doing so that we have something practical from there. Pray when God speaks to you. Pray when God acts. They're, they're two of the things that we should be doing when we're moved to pray. As I said, when God is moving, when God is speaking, and when we need to act. As a church, when we, you know, we've been handed down through generation after generation after generation the Great Commission. That Jesus gave his disciples a huge task. They were, they, they were commissioned, they were commanded to go and tell all of the world to make disciples of all the nations. And you know what they did when they, you know, they would do? They prayed. They prayed to ask God to help them to act. What way to act, where to go, what place to go and bring the word of God to, where to go and walk and, and you know, run alongside a chariot or go to this city, prayed direction on what to do and if we were to think about us as believers and we want to do something in the name of God we want to do something amazing we want to see God's name be praised and glorified we want to go out and reach all of the world with God's name we want to go and set up an orphanage or we want to go and and feed the hungry we want to go and teach scripture you know whatever it might be if, if there's something we want to do that is furthering you know god's presence in the world we need to do it with prayer we need to start praying pray before praying during praying after we need to pray when we need to act see prayer is not just something that we as believers do prayer is the thing that we do prayer is the work of the believer no matter how big no matter how small start with prayer Surround it with prayer. Continue on in prayer. And when you have finished, give thanks. Give praise. And finally, I'm going to give you a fourth one of when we should be moved to pray is when we need an intervention. You know, there are many times in life of the church when an innovation, an in intervention should be prayed for. You know, we should be in prayer when we have reached a spiritual plateau. 
We should be in prayer when we are seeking God's grace. We should be prayer in prayer when we, it's become clear that we have failed God, we have sinned, we have gone on our own direction. We should be in prayer when we need the intervening power of God's wisdom in our life. As a church, we should be in prayer when we know we have hit a dead end and we can't move any further. What do we do? We pray. We don't try and be smart and clever and figure our way. We come into prayer. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So we call for divine intervention. We call for prayer in our life. If we think we can do it on our own power, if we think it's well within our means, so if, if we're thinking about what we can do for Pittwater Uniting Church, let's make it real for us. If we think that what we can do is well within our means, well within our budget, well within our capabilities, then we are not asking God for intervention here. We're not seeking God to do an amazing thing here. And if we want God to show up powerfully and amazingly here at Pittwater Uniting Church, what do we need to do? We need to start in prayer. We need to ask for God's intervention to come and do something amazing amongst us. We want a revival? Pray. We want God's Holy Spirit upon us? Pray. We want to understand God's word? Pray. We're having a hard time in our life? Pray. Things are going fantastically and we're celebrating because God has done something. Pray. What are we meant to do in all situations? Pray. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit and the divine intervention of the Almighty God that we are able to succeed. So I want to ask you this question. When are you going to pray? Prayer is not just something that we talk about. It's about something that we do. And we invite the band up. And they're just going to quay, quay, play quietly just in the background. I'm just going to get you to turn around for a moment. Turn around in a small group and just pray for one another. We're going to give five minutes just for you to pray. Okay, let's just come into a time of prayer.